I'm Audrey Hollenberg Duffy. And I'm her husband, Tim Hollenberg Duffy. We are a married couple doing pastoral ministry together under the faith umbrella of Anabaptism and Radical Pietism, more specifically in the Church of the Brethren, and most importantly, for Jesus. We've always enjoyed chats about faith life because we found in each other a companion that gets us, even when it doesn't feel like we fit in the boxes of American life or mainstream American Christianity. We believe the Church is crucial to faith and practice, and yet also accept that religious institutions are crumbling. We believe being disciples of Jesus Jesus rarely fits a pre-made container. So join us for our meanderings as we try to find a faithful Jesus way forward. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with the Pastors, the podcast. We're continuing in this podcast with our Music Appreciation Month as we highlight uh, the songs on the playlist that we curated for this month's Messenger magazine the May edition of Messenger Magazine, the magazine for the Church of the Brethren. So we'll get to some of the songs and themes that we uh, selected today. But first, as we always begin our podcast, Audrey, where have you seen God recently? Well, uh, Nita and I had a fun mommy-daughter day kind of randomly this past week where we got to go to one of our local farms. I love going this time of year because of course with it being spring there's lots of baby animals and we got to see lots of baby animals but probably my favorite were the baby pigs mostly because well they're cute when they get bigger they're not as cute. The mama pig was That's true. was quite quite large and in charge. But the babies are just goofy. They're running around, skipping, jumping, squealing at each other, knocking each other over. Um, and so it was just fun to spend some time with the squealy pigs and just giggle at nature and delight in it for a moment. It was a nice break from urban life <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to go to the farm and enjoy the, the piglets. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. What about you, Tim? I know you you talked uh, on the last podcast about your uh, graduation as a doctor in ministry, and I was just, I had a privilege of watching it unfold and kind of as the the bystander, the partner in ministry amidst it all, and kind of as graduation was actually happening, in my mind, my my mind, my heart was just filled with, with a gratitude for the skills and the models and the professors who had an influence certainly on you but also on all those who are privileged enough to be in ministry with you during it and have our our eyes and our lenses opened up to possibilities for doing ministry in such a a strange world mm-hmm. and i've just i was overwhelmed with gratitude to god for for the whole program and the vicarious education that you got. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't need to be the educated one. I just get to be the one observing on the sidelines. That's good. Well, good. So today we're uh, continuing to talk about uh, these songs that we curated on this podcast or this playlist for Messenger Magazine. All the songs that we selected today arrive out of uh, the fact that a bunch of the articles in the Messenger this month have something to do with ecclesiology, brethren ecclesiology, which is a funny churchy word 
Audrey, what is ecclesiology? I think just because the magazine, Messenger magazine, is a Church of the Brethren magazine, it's going to have ecclesiology in it. Uh And that's because ecclesiology is just a fancy way of saying the way we study church or what we believe about the church. So some hallmarks of Brethren ecclesiology would be kind of traditionally our sense of being close-knit, sharing life together in community, having communities of mutual support. This is where we get the historical German word Gemeinschaft, which for brethren is that really tight-knit community of support. Other concepts like our meeting house rather than a cathedral, or we have the priesthood of all believers rather than an inflated view of the clergy. All of these contribute to a brethren ecclesiology. So this month, there's a brethren ecclesiology in the messenger, and it's told through stories, through poems, and Bible studies. I think the most unique story in there, one that I think both of us were unfamiliar with, Mm -hmm. is the time that the Church of the Brethren Annual Conference wasn't held in the United States. Where was it held, Tim? Oh, Canada. (laughs) We didn't include that song in the playlist. No, we should have, though. (laughs) We thought about trying to do a playlist of only Canadian artists, but our our, uh, realm... Drake... (laughs) Um, uh, Matt Mayer. Matt Mayer. I think they were the only two I, I could come up with. I tried really hard to get Matt Mayer, and I'm not sure he made it. <laughs> but yeah, so the so there was one year when uh, the annual conference was held in Calgary, Canada. But there was also a great poem about authority from Audrey Sfey in this messenger, and the Bible study from Frank Ramirez on the birth of the church in Acts 2. So those in particular, um, we'll reference a couple others, but those in particular we had in mind as we were thinking about this brethren ecclesiology. So um, we made our playlist, and let's talk a little bit about some of those songs. The first song, of course... We get another shout out to Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> yep, we already raved about Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> yeah, but this is a, a great new song from from his most recent album. Uh, the song's called Kindness. As we've said before, what we love about Stephen Curtis Chapman is that he lets his music stay complicated and colorful. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't narrow things down to a black and white view of faith. And that's a lot to do with his own life and experiences. So this song it allows the church itself to be a place that is complicated mm-hmm. and a little messy at times. That has both the potential to do great things, but also is broken like everything is in the world. He talks about how the church, you know, sometimes builds large sanctuaries stands for God's truth, but the reality is that there's other times when that's not what they do. That's not what the church does. Or even in the doing those things. Sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not. Right. Sometimes it wasn't necessary to build such a grand thing. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it was. Sometimes it wasn't necessary to be so dogged on some truth that we abuse by doing that. Right. And sometimes it is. Right. Right? Yeah, and, and in part that's because sometimes the church, when it's striving for the kingdom, obviously it has its eyes set in the right place, but sometimes the church strives for its own 
greatness. Uh, and that's when we often miss the point of Jesus's calling. So Chapman introduces this idea in his chorus that maybe we in the church need to focus on kindness. And maybe it's kindness that is the aim for this age of the church. Mm-hmm. This was drawing some connections for me with the story about the brethren going to Calgary, Canada for um, annual conference in 1923. And as you can imagine, 1923 brethren trying to get to Canada is a bit of a complicated mess. Why were they going to Canada? <laughs> there were brethren in that region of Canada, just, just a few. Uh, and eventually they became a part of the Church of Canada. You know, so trying to get them across an international border, <laughs> right, and uh, get people set up. There were a lot of complications. There were even some frustrations. But there was a lot of kindness and mutual understanding and adapting some norms for how this conference was going to, to function and how it would likely be different for, for reasons as simple as daylight mm. going a lot longer because you're mm. so far up there, <laughs> right? Um, just really, really simple things. But then there were some really familiar lines that you could say about most church conferences. Uh, Wendy McFadden pulled some great quotes from participants in that conference all those years ago. One person said, Some people wonder how Jesus of Nazareth ever accomplished anything when he was never a member of a committee. <laughs> <laughs> and another quote was, This is not to say that committees are not useful. It aims to put us on our guard, less organization be mistaken for accomplishment. Ooh. Isn't that great? Like in the midst of uh, accomplishing something as grand as having a conference in another country or I'm sure all of the business that they had, there was significant stuff, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this charge that this isn't why the church exists. We don't exist unto ourselves so that we can become some great structure, some right. great system. But we exist maybe to just display the kindness, compassion of Christ. Right. Yeah, there's a great line in the song where Stephen Curtis Chapman says, I can forgive because I've been forgiven. I can show mercy because it's mercy I've received. It's the kindness of the Father that brought me back to life, and it's his kindness that still brings me to my knees. Mm -hmm. And in that, you know, it's that twist of, I have received all these things from God, and thus... I know what it means to have them, and I can express them outwardly. And for him, if that's all that the church does, that's enough. Right, right. Which So that's lived out wonderfully in this little story in The Messenger called It is Like Grace with Presence about the Arbor Hill Church of the Brethren in Stanton, Virginia, that just says, we have a fellowship hall, we have homeless people in our community, and they go to the, the, the town government, essentially, and they say, uh, let's make something work to get people warm and off the streets. That's losing the hoops of mm -hmm. some kind of self-greatness just to do something kind and good. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It was a great, great little story. Definitely. The second song we picked is um, from one of my favorite artists, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, her song, Sinners, Saints, and Fools, is an awesome rockin' song. <laughs> You're going to go see her later this June. I am, yeah. That was my graduation present. <laughs> We're going to go see her at the Wolf Trap. Hope she sings this one. Yeah, me too. So uh, she has this rock ballad, Sinners, Saints, and Fools, and it tells a, a parable, a modern-day parable, of a God-fearing man looking for how he should respond to the fact that the world is changing around him. Particularly, he... 
doesn't quite know how to relate to different kinds of people coming into his world. He decides that the faithful way forward is for him to read the Bible. And when he reads the Bible, he he comes up with this single truth that he can kind of stake his claim on. That you have to follow the rules and obey the law. Mm-hmm. So he paints it up on this sign and holds it holds it high above his head mm-hmm. and says there's going to be no exceptions to this rule. Uh, and this turns out to be um, how he relates to other people. He doesn't make exceptions for anyone. He Pure you know, legalism. Right? Yeah, it was a pure, pure legalism, which backfires in the end because when he dies and goes to heaven, heaven is locked up and walled off. And the angels tell him that the same thing that he told his neighbors on earth, that... He had to live by the book and there'd be no exceptions. That rule now applied to him. And since he didn't, um, since he didn't do it by the book and made no exceptions, um, that was how he was going to be treated in the afterlife. And they pointed to the floor. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a startling tale for sure, which alludes to a church preoccupied with rules and laws of life. So much so that they miss opportunities to show love and hospitality to their neighbors yeah near and far yeah so those of us who also get the brethren newsline um we've seen this story from several weeks back about the lower miami church of the brethren and how their church property essentially was graffitied with insults mostly targeting women in ministry Mm -hmm. right yeah most recently that kind of felt like this big sign that the guy in brandy carlisle's parable makes right Mm -hmm. with this with this legalism that's just mean and cruel and exclusive yeah, it was meant, people. It was meant to silence their pastor. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And yet the the goodness, the kind miracle in the story is um, the gathering of this um, congregation together, cleaning off the parking lot and praying for and working to forgive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and how how powerful... An expression that is that doesn't wall off (laughs) Um, the church or the reign of God or the the community of of believers, but rather opens up and attempts to reconcile and welcome welcome in. The other article uh, that this song really reminds me of is uh, the poem by Audrey Svey on authority. And, you know, Audrey's really working to kind of loosely meander around this concept of authority. Mm-hmm. Who has it? How do you get it? Where does it come from? What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And she's holding it just so gently and loosely. And it's just a reminder that, you know, with even with what authority that I have been getting, given, maybe it's as simple as the big sign that I can carry around with me, right? Like the guy in the parable, that that I should be gentle with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, this whole thing is fragile, right? And so, let's hold the authority we have. Let's give authority to people who might be silenced from it, from having it. Let's share it. Think about it a little differently. The last song we chose for this particular theme for the playlist was The Earth Shall Know by Urban Doxology. Uh, Urban Doxology is a group based in Richmond, Virginia, um, and they've got great, great harmonies. Uh, We were introduced to Urban Doxology because of Porter's Gate, which we talked about in last week's podcast, because they collaborated with Urban Doxology to remake this song on their album Neighbors Songs. 
So you can listen to that version too, but the one we have in the playlist is Urban Doxology's original version, because we actually like that one better. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So The Earth Shall Know is a song about the potential for the church's witness, if we could but find a spirit of unity, if the church could come together with adoration of Christ, radical love and service, gospel justice, then the earth would know the name of God. And what a wonderful possibility that would be. Yeah. I think we've dabbled with this in just about any sermon we've ever preached about unity, right? Wow, wouldn't it be incredible if we had unity because people would be just so compelled and blown away by the power of of the witness. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately it, is that it witnesses to an alternate reality. It witnesses to a different way of being that is not present in this world. And unfortunately, the divisiveness of this world infects the church rather than the church being able to witness out to that right. sense of unity, which is the beauty of the Church of Acts. Right. So Frank Ramirez's Bible study in mm-hmm. this uh, edition of The Messenger is about the church in Acts, mm-hmm. Acts 2, which is the Pentecost church. Um, I particularly like when Frank talks about the the upper room and how the upper room kind of becomes a little... Uh, gathering place for the church um, where people can come together and pray and convene relationships of mutual support and then be sent out with a common cause and the courage to to meet these um, these convicting times mm-hmm. right and and there is obvious power in the witness of that of that earliest church mm-hmm. right with a, a multiplication of baptized believers in that time period of people staring down uh, persecution, but all in this effort to, to create these little pockets of the reign of Christ. That's a historical, a biblical example of such unity. But there's this little, this little story news article in Messenger about the standing committee of the annual conference urging a time of lament at this coming annual conference um, as an opportunity for us understanding and knowing that we do not have unity, mm-hmm. that we are very divided. We're in the middle of a breakup in many ways. And so there's this calling from from the standing committee for us to set aside time to just open ourselves up to lament together in shared space mm-hmm. uh, and see what power is unleashed by the Holy Spirit if we would really turn our hearts over to that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the annual conference hall could be the room where it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Where God's Spirit is poured out with a, a spirit of unity in our understanding <laughs> that we do cause yeah. hurt and harm to one another. And we do have reason to, to lament because we haven't always gotten it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds like a huge negative, but most of the time, Christian disciples who practice regularly habits of lament can lead a lot healthier lives. <laughs> sure. Well, and it, just in hearing someone be able to acknowledge the way that they've been hurt or have hurt another person goes a long way to build trust for future problems. <laughs> Having an attitude of willingness to accept your own brokenness, you know, helps to take the intent out of the hurting 
Yeah. And and it can provide a spirit of unity even when you're not on the same page and don't agree. Yeah. And I think that is actually more biblical unity than what we've been trying to do, ripping ourselves apart these last couple decades yeah. in particular. To try and find some perfect system that right. everybody feels like resonates with Mm-hmm. The very specifics of what they believe. That's why I've, I love, there's a, a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer that I bring up anytime I'm dealing with a church in conflict. And, you know, some people respond to conflict by just leaving. Some people respond to conflict by having a thumb on the other opposing side and try to squeeze them out. Mm. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he doesn't paint a picture of the church that is beautiful if i would depict it it would be a pretty ugly looking church but it would still be holy (laughs) because he talks about how the church isn't perfect but it's sacred Hmm. and that if we go into our relationship with the church expecting something perfect we are going to be quickly disappointed. We have idealized community in a way that can never be realized. Mm. But if we go in believing that it's sacred, that we know that God can do something in it despite its brokenness. Then the earth might know. Then the earth will know. <laughs> the power in the name of God. That's right, because right? it's not about us. The right. church is ultimately, I call it an intermediary institution that is a placeholder and as we make our way to the kingdom of God. So it is always an imperfect institution, but you hope it is always striving to get closer to what it means to be the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. So whether or not you're going to annual conference this summer, which you still can, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio in July, whether or not though you're in the room where the space of lament is is set, um, consider the laments that that you might bring vulnerably before God and um, see what kind of unity that does create in your congregations and your communities. That's right. See what God can do with the confession of brokenness. Yeah. Well, it's been a fun three songs to explore today. Very different songs. A contemporary Christian genre, a pop culture yeah genre and then a gospel gospel group fun yeah nice variety (laughs) well we'll continue with this next week when we talk about justice in the church and talk about the articles and songs that we are connecting from the messenger lots of justice themes yeah justice for people justice for creation that's right yeah so thank you for joining us today on this exploration We welcome feedback and further conversation. If you'd like to reach out to us, feel free to message us at coffeewiththepastorspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Coffee with the Pastors. Live for the glory of God and our neighbor's good. The primary purpose of this podcast is for conversation and faith exploration. It's intended for private, non-commercial use and does not necessarily reflect the opinion of any agency or organization. In this podcast, references were made to the following resources. Articles from the May 2023 Messenger Magazine, a magazine for the Church of the Brethren. Musicians and groups including Stephen Curtis Chapman, Brandy Carlisle, and Urban Doxology. Check out any of these things for more information.